a little uh, a little fucked up because I'm hungover. But Sec- raspy is sexy. Yeah, I don't. I've always said that. It's not as raspy as it is. Just kind of like I sound like I chain smoked a million cigarettes last night. Also sexy. Chain smoking cigarettes. Oh yeah. Oh, I'm not into that. No, I mean I would never do it. And like the smell and actually doing it. But the act. The act is so cool. <laughs> You're a bad influence on children, Greg. Oof, that's true. Yeah. Wow. I'm sorry. I'm just kidding. It's disgusting. It's bad for you. <laughs> no, I would, I, would never, I would never personally smoke a cigarette. It, just like in movies, if you have a cowboy hat on or something. <laughs> you have a cool cowboy guy. hat on? I like cigars. You're like an old Italian fucking. You don't smoke cigars. I've smoked cigars. You have, but you don't. What, 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 how many times do I have to smoke a cigar for it to qualify as I smoke cigars? Monthly. I smoked a cigar when I was in Miami last weekend. Okay. That counts. Okay. But I'm not like, you know, oh man, I gotta kick my feet up tonight and really let one go. <laughs> Apartment cigars. Apartment cigars. Can't have that. Well, there's no real transition from cigars to, <laughs> <laughs> to <laughs> this what we're episode. talking about today. But we're going back to one of our favorite places. Your favorite place. We visited there before. It's called Prison. Have you heard of it? Right. Yes. We just uh, we we did one this season of a correction officer. Yes. Prison guard. Prison guard. Uh, and now we're going to be talking to an inmate. Yes. To seeing their point of view. Not currently an inmate. Right. Not currently. <laughs> yeah. We're not calling an a jail. ex-inmate. Yeah. Uh, although we'll work on that. We'll one day, I think, call someone. Eh, I don't know if inside. Yeah. I don't know how that you get like 15 minutes at a time. I don't know. Honestly, I have no idea. <laughs> I think we might be able to find out today, but yeah, yeah. the only, the only inform, uh, the only inside scoop that I have to the prison life is like the weird shows like on Netflix yeah. and, and like TLC or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the, I think the prison guard gave us a really cool sp- perspective and it's going to be cool to hear the opposite a guy who dealt with prison guards now right to see like the kind of a lot of other things i'm sure he's dealt with but yeah uh it was actually shortly after the prison guard episode um uh a lot of prisoners reached out to us actually so uh hitting a good good demographic uh nothing (laughs) wrong with prisoners but we got listeners all no, over very, is the point. It's very interesting. Cool. And, and we've also gone on record in saying that we were like very interested in it. Not that I want to. We did ask. We there. said, yeah. you know, reach out to us. Uh, so we found one email to be really interesting because this is a uh, younger guy. We'll say mid mid 20s. And he reached out. He actually sent us uh, all the all of like his in- inmate information for us to like put into this log to. Mm-hmm. actually be able to see him and all the info on him uh which was interesting to see like i'm i'm looking at a mugshot right now uh but he has been in and out of prison so a few different charges multiple stints yeah uh was, that sounds i was about to call him a career criminal which i don't know what's that would wrong with make you. me an idiot yeah yeah or just <laughs> a mean judgmental person yeah uh but whatever it's called when you've been in a few different times uh but he had a few charges one was battery he spent three years then following that a theft charge that landed him two years mm-hmm. and then there was an attempted murder charge 
but he was found not guilty of that. Uh, but he did mention just throughout that whole kind of court process, he still ended up spending, I think, like 11 months just kind of waiting that That's out so in crazy, prison. Man. So he, for a young guy, he spent good amount of time, in jail. a lot of time. Yeah. In five, six, just about six years of his life has been spent in prison. Yeah. Uh, which is interesting. And, and to be able to talk to him and, you know, he's really right around our age. A lot of questions. Yeah, definitely a lot of questions. It's going to be interesting. Uh, and I think that, you know, it's especially it's it's good that he's still around our age and it's like six years because I feel like that's enough to really, really know what's going on. But it's also enough to know, you know, out like outside of that, like not like someone who spends 30 years in prison, their perception. That's all you know. Yeah. Like their perception right. of like reality outside of prison may be a little skewed. Yeah. Like you, you know? walk out and there's like, yeah. you know, you're like, like what the there's fuck cars is now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Tesla's what? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, so it should, should be a very interesting perspective. Yeah. I'm sure we're going to have a ton of questions for this guy, but let's give him a call. Hello. Hey, what's going on, man? Not much, man. How you doing? We're doing good. Doing you good. got Greg and Joe here. Yeah. Thanks for taking the time today. No problem, man. And uh, thank you for reaching out to us. We found it interesting. In, in your email, you mentioned that you listened to the prison guard episode. Uh, so yeah. I guess you reached out after that. So we actually are curious, uh, just because you know, we recently did that episode. Did you... I mean, how did you find kind of his perspective on everything? Did Have you had kind of similar experiences with prison guards or do you think it was an accurate portrayal of, you know, jail and prison? Um, yeah, I, I feel like he, um, he said like in there that nobody really wanted to mess with him cause he looked kind of intimidating, but there, and he said he was like six foot three, 230 pounds or whatever, but nobody's really worried about that, you know? Okay. All right. I like, I kind of like how this is starting out. So, <laughs> Okay, so that's not a guy that would intimidate you. No. No. Okay. Why not? Uh, because I mean, if he, if he, uh, I don't know, if he wanted like any problems or whatever, it would have been just. I probably wouldn't even have thought about it at the time. We would have probably just, you know, got into an altercation, you know. Yeah. So I mean, like we mentioned like earlier, we said that you did, you know, a couple different. Um, you know, stints in, in, in prison. So can you just kind of go over your first uh, day of your first time in prison and what that kind of was like? Yeah. Um, my very first day, it's called NRC. It's in Stateville. And uh, you walk in, and when I walked in, there's a bunch of cages there, probably like 10 different cages. You walk in, and there's probably five, 600 new inmates, and you just sit down and you wait through the process. They you got to get your blood taken and you know, all that stuff, but it's, they got you trapped in there. Like you're a dog. Yeah. So were you like scared or was it something like, you know, that might be a dumb question. Yeah. I was scared. I was 17. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. That that's interesting too. We kind of talked about that in the beginning. I mean, we didn't give away your age now. I don't know if you care or not, but you know, we did mention, uh, you know, being in your mid twenties now, uh, and the amount of years, I mean, basically five to six years in prison. So this started very young. And at 17, yeah. was that an adult prison? Yeah. 
Wow. So you're like one of the youngest people in there? Yeah, I was I was the youngest person in there, yeah. Wow. So they, uh, at the, at that time, yeah, I was the youngest one. So what what's that like? Did you feel like you had to kind of be more like on edge or, or whatever? Were you an yeah. easy target back then? Um, I yeah, I was always on edge. I always like stood with my back against the wall just so nobody can come up behind me and, you know, just stuff like that, but um, at that time I went to boot camp. So if you got in trouble when, when you're uh, a kid like that, like I, I, sat, I sat in prison for four months until I went to boot camp. But after that, I went to boot camp and I mean, they just worked us out for f- fucking six months. What is that and, like? Just when, uh, when you're kind of like a teenager that gets sent to boot camp. I mean, boot camp, I, I actually, I like boot camp a lot, man. It, it taught you how to maybe control your anger a little bit and, you know, stuff like that. But I, it didn't really affect me because at that time I, re- I was young, man. I didn't really care about nothing, you know? So it affected me because it hurt my grandma and she was so old and sick at the time. Hmm. Right. So when you were 17, so uh, how long were you sentenced at 17? Well, they gave me six years, but with the boot camp behind it. So if I, if I messed up my boot camp, then I'd have to go do a whole six years in prison. Oh, okay. So you just kind of you just had to do the boot camp, and then you were good, or you had to do some time after that. Well, no, I had to do the boot camp, and then I was good. I got out on parole. Interesting. Is that yeah. because you were seventeen? No, I mean they do that for first-time offenders. Not all the time, but I mean, just maybe that helped out that I was so young. But yeah, they do that from anywhere from seventeen to thirty-five. You can go to boot camp. So what? So what is like boot camp like? Because I mean, honestly, this is like the first I'm like even hearing about this. Um, it's, they, they work you out, man. It's kind of like, um, a military style boot camp where you got to run and you got to sing cadences and you just work out three times a day. You got to go out and work, dig ditches, shit like that, man. Oh, I see. Okay. So what were the, uh, what were the charges that you got sentenced for originally? For the boot, it was a residential burglary. Okay. So breaking into someone's house. Yeah. So this is so interesting. I like I'm like enjoying our own show right now. Cause when else do you get to ask someone this? But I mean, can you walk us through that? Like what is a residential burglary? What's going through your mind? Why did you decide to do it? How did you do it? Um, so it was just kind of crazy. Like I said, I was, I was a young at the time, but my uncle, he was a drug addict, you know? And um, he was smoking crack all the time. And he came to me and pretty much like put a gun to my head and told me, Hey, I, you got to go get me some money. Your uncle? So, yeah, my uncle, yeah. So I'm like, what the fuck, you know? So I went to my best friend's house. It was my best friend at the time. And I threw a cinder block through a sliding glass door. And I took his shit, man. I took his fucking TV and his PlayStation 3 and his laptop. And I gave it to him. And everything was fine after that. So how do you get caught? Yeah, I got caught. I ended up telling him myself, man. I felt kind of bad about it. And somebody, they, they thought it was me, but they didn't know. And then they questioned me about it, and I just like, yeah, man, that was me. Because I told you that was my best friend. Damn, that's crazy. Yeah. So, uh, and then there was something else, although there was a battery as well that you were, were in prison for? Yeah, well, I have actually two batteries, two aggravated batteries. But um, the first one was when I was in the county jail for that residential burglary when I was going to boot camp. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I punched somebody one time when I was in the jail, and he fell and hit his head, and he was kind of fucked up, and he pressed charges on me. So two days before I got out of boot camp, 
they uh, issued a warrant for me. So they weren't going to let me go home. So then I called my grandma and let her know like, Hey grandma, this, I'm not coming home. Um, Cause I told her about the fight previously, but I told her I'm not coming home. Cause I got in that fight in the County jail. And uh, I was like, I could bond out, but it's $75,000. And she's like, don't worry about it, baby. You'll come home. And that, that was on a Monday and I was supposed to leave on Wednesday. And that happened right before you were about to leave? Right. Yeah, two days before I was about to leave. So my grandma ended up paying the bond, and then I, I did go home. Wow. So, so yeah. what? So you were, but wait, were you in, you weren't in boot camp? You were in the jail at that time? Yeah, I was in the jail at the time. After boot camp? No, before. This is like, I'm, I'm in the county jail waiting to get sentenced. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. that sucks. What what happened there? I mean, I obviously that that's kind of one thing everyone associates, you know, jail yeah. and prison for is like a fight can break out at any time. Yeah. If something happens, like you kind of have to fight. What happened in this situation? Um, it was kind of it was like gang related, uh, gang related. Um, the guy was just a different affiliation than I was in, and he was in there, and he actually told on one of my my friends i guess i can call them and um my friend sent me all the paperwork for it through the mail and then i ended up confronting him about it and i hit him hmm. so you are in a gang or were yes i was interesting thanks for all the honesty here too that's intense <laughs> so what was life life like in uh jail or prison like uh is it kind of like what everyone like talks about like it's like horrific and like there's just shit going on all the time. Well, it depends where you're at, man. Like, there's there's obviously worse prisons to be in, you know. Yeah. So, so like the one with the one with uh, when they charged me with that attempt murder, that was a bad one. I wasn't a bad one where there's you know people getting stabbed and you know people fucking hanging themselves and just a lot of gay shit going on, a lot of fags. Yeah. So. So those rumors are true. Yeah. Hell yeah. So I mean, so how often? How often did you? You were there for eleven months, if I'm not mistaken, right? Yeah, for the yeah for the Tim murder. And you saw a bunch of people getting stabbed and whatnot. Yeah, hell yeah, I seen. Well, the whole time I was there for eleven months, I've probably seen like six or seven people get stabbed up. I seen one of the lieutenants; he got stabbed in the chow hall where we were all eating. Um, oh, the chow hall. Yeah. yeah, I was like, "What part of the body is that?" Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, nah. Damn. Yeah, so that wasn't that was in front of like fucking two hundred people were all in there and the lieutenant, he's just I don't know, man. Like there's kind of like a rule like um if if we're not gonna argue with you, you know, like any of the inmates, we're not gonna argue with you. So if you got something to say and we start to argue, we're just gonna fight you, you know? And that was that was kind of the rule with that lieutenant. He started trying to argue with somebody and then somebody went up to him and stabbed him like twelve times. Jesus. Wow. So is there just even being in that environment and I'm sure a lot of it carries over just from you know a lot of a lot of people being in gangs as well like it, it there's just that code that you sort of have to follow when you're there and and all the inmates are are they on the same page when it comes to things like that? Well, yeah, the gangs run the prisons. I'll tell you that now. Um but it's like majority it's like um the whites and Latinos stick together and the blacks stick together. So that's how it is in there. Well, in the one I was in, but did you usually, get segregated into a group like that as well? Well, 
I mean, you're not really segregated, but we just all stick together, you know? Yeah, yeah. But that's what I mean. Like, you just kind of found similar people in that sense and just stuck with them? Yeah, because like I said, I was a part of a gang organization, whatever whatever you want to call it, before I even went to jail. So then I just link up with those guys once I got in. Hmm. Got it. Now, if someone, someone, uh, you know, comes into jail and they're a white dude, are they, like, sort of, you have to team up with the white dudes otherwise you know does it does it ever kind of cross over where uh you know a black dude could get in with the white guys or not fuck yeah hell yeah that's that's majority who they get into it with is the white guys or the latinos but you rarely ever see the blacks fighting each other but if you're on the new like how i was when anybody came in on the new the new guys i'd always go introduce myself to them and ask them as long as they're white guys i'd ask them hey what's up you need any soap or whatever you need just let me know and then i'd get their their name and then i'd get their id number and then i'd have somebody on the outside um google them and look up their name and if they're a sex offender at all then they're out they got to walk themselves they got to leave mm. How quickly, so like you walk in, and how old are you when this is all happening? Is this still when you're 17? I was 19 at this time. Okay. Um, So now being 19, and also, sorry, because I feel like we lost the timeline a little bit. So at 17, you go to jail, sentenced to boot camp. Boot camp ends, and then what? And then, well, then I had that. Oh, actually, I was was 20 at the time. I'm sorry. Um, I was... uh, after that, remember I told you I got um, that that fight in the jail. Yeah. So then, so then I was out for four months. I was out on parole, and okay. then then I got found guilty for that. They gave me three years. Oh, okay. So you did a full three years then well, after they, the boot camp. Yeah. Got it. Okay. So at this point, what you're telling us now is when you were doing the three years. Well, I was no. At this point, I'm telling you about when I'm fighting that Tim murder case. Oh, okay. This is the eleven months. Oh, okay. All right. So we got we got a lot to go over. Also, so this is the eleven months. Yeah. I have a question. Also, like, so you said if if a white dude comes into jail, you'll you'll go up to him and be like, "Hey, man, do you need anything?" And what's the purpose of that? Like, is there something you can get from this person, or like, what well, is the reason I, for that? I just did it just to look out for people, man. Because I know I, I've I've been in a situation in jail where I didn't have anything, you know. And and at this point in time, like at that time, I my, none of my family was messing with me because I kept coming in and out of jail, in and out of jail, you know. So I know how it is not to have nothing. But this point in time, my little sister was looking out for me, so I had a lot of stuff. So if I could help anyway, I was helping somebody as mm-hmm. long as they're white. And then how quickly do you kind of get pulled into that? Is it like first day where obviously you know you're white, so you do you do they find you? Do you find them? Like. I know I, these might sound like questions coming right. from people who have only seen TV shows, <laughs> clearly. Um, but like, how does that dynamic work when you first enter? Um, well, if if I see you coming in, all right. So at this time, we're we're locked up. You know, we're we're locked in our cell like 22 hours a day. So when we do come out for that little hour that we get to come out, we fucking I'll go up to one of the cells where I see the new guys come in at, and I just talk to them. You know, hey, what's up? What are you locked up for? And you know whatever, and then like I said, if you're not a sex offender, yeah, I'm gonna look. Out for you, so you're you know? recruiting essentially. No, not recruiting, cause I'm like, I'm just trying to look out for people, man. I, mm. I, I don't. If they didn't want to come hang out with us, that's completely fine. If they didn't want to give me nothing back, that's completely fine. I was just trying to make sure that we're all straight. You know, look after your own kind, pretty much. Mm-hmm. So is it like against the rules in a sense to 
Like if you were to look out for a black dude? No, for, hell no. No, I just didn't I just didn't do it because they wouldn't do it for us. You know, they do it for their kind, we do it for ours, and then that's that's about it. Why do you think it's so segregated by race? It's it's really it's not the whites or the Latinos, it's the black people. And then they act like they're not racist, but they are. You know? They, it, they'll say, Oh, this little white boy this and they just talk talk crazy all the fucking time. Yeah, I just feel like it's so I don't know. It's just like ingrained in culture at this point. Like you just know in prisons, it's separated by race. And then, you know, we're so outnumbered, you know? Right. So is it, is a, is part of it about just protection and just having people's backs that way? Like, is it always traveling in numbers and things like that? Yeah, pretty much. And then like, I'm from Illinois. So all those guys are from Chicago, you know? So they all know each other or they're all related somehow or some way, you know? I don't know. It's kind of weird. So, is there little rules like that? Like you can't you can't go somewhere by yourself, or there's certain parts of the of the prison that you can't go to. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we're definitely not allowed to talk to the officers unless there's another inmate, one of your guys with you. Why is that? Just because. I mean, what if you're telling and nobody's gonna know? You know. Oh, I see. You, you always oh, want right. witness to witness witness everything that you're saying. So, if any accusations get brought up on you, then there's a witness there. Oh, I see. So if someone sees you talking to an officer and then some shit goes down, they'll be like, well, I saw him talking to an officer. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Interesting. Okay. That's something I never even thought about either. It's crazy, the rules and like the networks. And I, I mean, even just you listen to the episode, just talking to the prison guard, just even the act of just like getting things that you need, making things out of, you know, it was like they're stealing the razor and taking the um, shiny part of a Dorito bag to make it look like the razor's still in there like it's it's so inventive it's it's nuts yeah how long does it take you to like get all of this down because i feel like you know with all the little intricacies of prison it's like when you get in there there's so many things you don't know so you kind of have to hope that someone kind of takes you under their wing and kind of teaches you the ropes like did you have someone who did that for you or did you have to learn up on your own I, I had so like I always was gravitated towards all the older people in there because they will give you knowledge and they'll try to school you on different ways to go about being in jail, you know. So and then like 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 he's saying with the razor, we're just we're doing that for protection of ourselves too, you know. Because I mean anything can happen, and if, if there's ten guys and there's only two of you, I mean it's better to have a knife than not, you know. Totally, yeah. yeah. I mean, is and is that something? that you took part in as well? Like, did you always make sure that you had a weapon on you? Did you kind of craft things like that? Absolutely. Anytime I'd see like a piece of metal, even on the fence or in the vents, I'm trying to pop it off. I'm trying to make a knife. Wow. So what what were some of the things you you used to make anything, whether it was like a weapon or just something that you needed at the time? Um, like I told uh, the parts of the fence, we'd break them off and then we'd take them back to our rooms and we'd sharpen them up and, or like I said, the vents, we'd pop them off and sharpen them up. Or we use hot pots that, I don't know if you know what that is, a thing that we can get and we'd have water in it so we can have hot water. Yeah. But you can rig those up where they boil. And then like, so say you're having a problem with somebody, you can rig it up to boil and then you put like Vaseline in there and then let it boil and then go throw it on somebody's face. Oh, shit. That'll hurt. <laughs> Probably gonna hurt. Did you ever see that happen? Absolutely. You see their whole face starting to melt. Jeez. Wow. I, I feel like <laughs> that just a few episodes ago on Prison Guard, we were, like, giggling like idiots in the beginning. Like, how would you <laughs> act in prison? And, like, clearly 
we we know nothing <laughs> but no i mean again i'm probably gonna say thank you like a million times throughout this episode it's i, I know this is just something that so many people will never go through and they just find so interesting um so just you know being so honest <laughs> already uh it's it's awesome yeah so the um i guess did anything what surprised you most like walking in and and you know even we have i guess some common knowledge just from seeing anything we've seen hearing what we've heard but what was something that surprised you early on that that you didn't expect while being in there well just how how segregated it is how 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 racially tension it is how much tension there is for racial you know and does it feel tense all the time yeah well yeah you can definitely know when something's about to kick off because like say it'll be loud and everyone's hanging out and then all of a sudden it'll go quiet Hmm. and then you know something's about to kick off and are there certain people that are just looking to cause trouble that way or are majority of the people minding their own business um yeah there's some people trying to trying to cause trouble but usually like if you're a trouble a, a problem person in there then your own guys will fucking get you an order quick you know like hey man we're not gonna fucking do this right now because we don't need the problems but if it does happen then it happens fast you know yeah is there any like untouchable people in prison that's like they're so high up that no no everyone could get it but there are sort sort of like leaders right yeah hell yeah there's um there was a leader down there with uh for the latin kings down there in galesburg he was like one of their the second highest ranking members in the nation in the world and he was down there where i was at but and he was highly protected but if somebody wanted to get to him they could have mm. yeah so i mean h- how does that happen too so like someone who's like protected like that like what kind of like plan would you have to divide like are there certain parts of the of the prison where it's like all right we can go here because we're not going to really get caught if we have to throw down or some shit no there is none of that like if it's going to go down it's going down man it's not wherever we're at yeah no one's really caring about like if there's guards no. or not it just if it happens it's, it happens yeah it happens it happens wherever it doesn't matter if we're on the yard we're in the gym chow hall if the warden's on the deck we didn't care about none of that man were you ever involved in any altercations or anything? Yeah, a few of them. Well, I almost I got I got into it with one of my cellies one time because uh, I found a knife in the cell, you know, and I I I didn't know about it, so I was caught off guard. And he was a black guy, so I was caught off guard. And um, I asked him about it, you know, and he got scared, and I was gonna fucking stab his ass up. Is it the fact that because I'm assuming. You probably had one too, but did he know that you did? Is that like a, something you do with that's, a cellmate? You just let yeah, them know? Yeah, that's what you're supposed to do, and he didn't let me know. And then yeah. I found it. So where where would you hide something like that too? Because don't, how often do they do cell checks? Um, They do them maybe once or twice a month. Oh, so it's not but, that frequent. No, no, not that frequent. Unless you get caught with something, then they'll come fucking shake you down all the time. Yeah. yeah. Cellmates, um, that's such an interesting thing too, because you obviously have no say. Yeah, you know, you don't unless, like I said, unless they're a fucking sex offender, then I'll tell them to leave. They gotta go. How are sex offenders handled? I mean, I think I have an idea, but like you said, you run someone's info. If you find out they are a sex offender, what's happening to that person? 
Um, well, first we're going to ask them about it and then they're probably going to lie about it. And then, like I said, they got to go, they, whatever we're at, Hey, you got to pack all your shit and you got to leave. And if you refuse to leave, then you get handled, you know? But doesn't this person like, I mean, they have to share a cell with someone like they're always going to be there. Right. Yeah. But they can put them in a cell with each other mm. or put them in a cell with the fags. Cause that's another thing you don't, you're, you're not going to go in a cell with a fag, but how do you, how do you have a say? You just don't go in there or they're not coming in. And if they come in, we're fighting. And then they're just going to go tell. And they're going to either move you or move them. And nine chains out of ten, they're going to move them. Hmm. And what's, like, the penalty for, like, you know, if you get caught fighting or beating someone up, like, what is usually the penalty for that? Uh, It depends. If it's just a regular fight, you go to SAG for 30 days. You might lose 30 days. But if it's, like, a gang fight, you go to SAG for a year, lose maybe a year. You won't be able to get no visits, none of that. Seg meaning what? Segregation, and you're just by yeah, yourself. Segregation. Yeah, yeah, segregation. How how many hours are you by yourself? Hey, all all the time. Oh, Until okay. how however long you're in seg for. Say you got thirty days in seg, you're in seg for thirty days by yourself. Just in a cell, twenty four seven. Yeah, but they'll let you come out to take a shower. And some some prisons I've been in to let you go to yard for fucking an hour by yourself. That's got to be so. I can't that experience of being alone for that long. Yeah, I go nuts in a small space. Did did you ever have to go to segregation? Yeah, um, maybe like three times. Thirty days. Uh, yeah, my first time was thirty days. My second time was six months, and then the third time was thirty days. How different is your mindset in there? Because I I feel like I'm I'm assuming here too. So obviously, correct me if I'm wrong, but I I would would just imagine when you're kind of with the general population. You know, like you said, like you can be scared in certain moments. You could be nervous. You could be on edge. But I would imagine you're not really showing that. And then and, and you're not showing weakness, obviously, no matter what you feel inside. But if you're segregated, if you're in a cell alone, do, do the emotions hit you harder? Or do you, you know, do you break down at all? Like there's there's you're not hiding anything from anyone at that point. Right. Right. But I mean, how I was, I just I try to sleep all day, man. When I wasn't sleeping. I was just doing push-ups, sit-ups, trying to tire myself out so I can go to sleep. Yeah. I'm trying to sleep all that time away, trying to write as many letters as I can to keep in contact with my people. But mm-hmm. So does, do you ever feel like you're going insane in there? Because I feel like if I was like by myself 24-7, I would just start to feel like after a while, like what day like does it hit you? Like, fuck, man. Like I got another six months of this. Yeah. Yeah, you start going a little crazy after a while. And then... The prison I was in, it, it it was it's an all segregation prison. So so you're in a cell by yourself, but it's like you know like in the movies where you see the cell and they're all bars and there's just cell after cell after cell, different floors, just like that. So you can hear everybody and they're all fucking like animals, man, loud all the time. You can barely ever get any sleep. So when you can't, when it is quiet, that's when you try to get sleep, man. Yeah. And then how how often do the you know, officers or prison guards like step in to try to control things. Like you said, like if people are just being loud all night and you can't sleep, like are officers ever really going to try to get everyone to quiet down or is it like, eh, not our problem. We're not even going to risk the confrontation. No, they're, they're not even going to do nothing. Cause I mean, honestly, what can you do when you're in SAG and people are in SAG for years at a time? What can you do to them? You know? Yeah. So do there's you... been people, I met people in SAG that was there 40 years, man. What? what? Yeah. Just alone. Yeah. And, oh, wow. 
Uh, how how is that even like a person anymore? I feel like if I was by myself for four years, I'd be just like different, like completely different person. Right. And I'm sure they were. I mean, that's you just don't even that you just hear all, all you can do is hear their voice. So you can hear them talk, and that's it. Yeah. And you can just tell that they're lifeless now. Yeah. Yeah. So then talking about that, I mean, like that's someone where it's maybe they've almost given up at a point for someone like you who, you know, you know, you have three years. You're obviously you're in there. You're kind of playing by the rules. You're doing your thing. But is there part of you that like you want to behave? You want to like, you know, that you'll get another chance and, and you want to play it safe to a certain point. Yeah, that, like this time when I was locked up, this time around, I, I didn't get in trouble one time, man. Really? So what time was this? So there was the three years, then there was the attempted murder charge where you were in for 11 months. Was there? Is there another one? Well, yeah, then I, I was out, and then I met this girl, and I was with her for about a year and a half, and then I got locked up again, and this is when I just now came home. When did you come home? How long ago? Uh, The 28th of February. Holy shit. Oh, wow. Yeah. Just got back. Welcome yeah. home. <laughs> Thanks, man. When when did you listen to the podcast? <laughs> I listened to it on Wednesday. That's nuts. Yeah. You got out of prison, prison on February 28th, listened to the podcast, and now we're on a call right now. Yes, sir. My, well, my girlfriend, she's the one who told me about it, and she told me to listen to it. And then she told me, like, hey, they want to interview. Like, they're, they're trying to find people. So I listened to it, and then, yeah. That's dope, man. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. We listen to you guys all the time. Appreciate that. Uh, also, I kind of want to just get your opinion on this, but you know how they say that, you know, the whole prison system and the whole idea of a prison is, is supposed to be uh, rehabilitating. Do you find it to be rehabilitating or do you think it's just bullshit? I think it's bullshit, man. They don't do nothing to try to help you rehabilitate except lock you up with a bunch of criminals that are just trying to teach each other more criminal shit, you know? So it's they, like- they they don't offer no program. Well, they offer like anger management bullshit ass classes, bro, but they don't try to help you at all. And then, and then say, and then they just let you go. You know what I'm saying? They let you go. They make you go right back to the same town you're from, the same environment you're in. They don't try to help you out to get a new place and a new fresh start in life. I was going to ask that too, because now you're re-released, but good luck getting a job easily. Right. It's like, it's almost yeah. kind of back to where you are, but now with a setback. Or now it's right. going to be even more difficult. Yeah, it, it usually is. I I was pretty actually decent with that because I was working when I got out. I was doing uh, when I got locked up the first time. I was doing construction, and as soon as I got out, I hit up my boss, and I've been working with him ever since. Okay, so since you just got out this last time, you were able to get right back to work. Yeah, same same stuff. Well, that's good. That's very good to hear. Yeah. Nice. So what's you know now now that we know you're fresh out a couple of weeks uh does your mentality change like do you know that you don't want to go back there do you fear that you might end up back there what's what's your uh where's your head at i think i'm good this time man like all the other times i got locked up i'd never even cared about getting locked back up this time i had a lot of stuff i could have lost and i didn't lose so i don't want to end up losing it you know what do you mean by that I had my all my people, all my mom. They they're tired of it, you know. And then my girlfriend, I've been with her, and she stuck out with me this whole time, you know. And I know she told me, "I'll do this once, but she's not gonna do it again." All right. So really, seeing how how it wears on other people, kind yeah. of uh, shifted your mindset there. Absolutely. Wow, man. I mean, we obviously wish you uh, the best of luck with that. Yeah. But 
Yeah, that's that's so interesting. And don't worry, this isn't over. There's still a long <laughs> list of prison questions, but this was an interesting discovery to hear that you just recently got out. Um, wow. I have more questions about prison. <laughs> what? what do you want to know? So this is, uh, I don't mean this to sound stupid, but when you're in there, do you ever think about escaping? Yeah. Well, especially when I was fighting that attempt murder shit, I'm like, dude, I got to get out of here anyway, any po- any possible way. And then that's when you try to like maybe get in cool with one of the officers and try mm-hmm. to talk them into something or whatever. But I mean, it never not crosses your mind, especially if you're facing a lot of time. Right. So attempted murder, if you were found guilty, how much time do you know about? Well, they, the state only gave me one offer to plead guilty to, and it was 30 years at 85%. I went and came home Oof. to 50 years old. Jeez. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's – wow. Now, now, we're, now we're into the court system. So so you didn't plead guilty to that, and you just you no. fought the case, and you were found not guilty. Yes, yeah, sir. Wow. Do you mind talking about it at all, or obviously you don't have to? Just what, like what no. the charges were against you? So – it was it was a gang related charge also but it happened when um this kid this not kid but this dude he got ran over by a car and then he got backed up and ran over again so he was in the hospital for like six months he's still fucked up to this day but like 35 people around town said that i did it you know and for no reason i don't get what i don't even get why they said that so they arrested me for it and i'm going through court in and out of court systems and they're just you know, not coming off in the 30 years, 30 years. And I even told my grandma, like, listen, grandma, they're going to fucking slam me for something I didn't even do. If they come at me with 10 years, I'm going to take it. And she's like, if, if you didn't do it, don't plead guilty. So all the way up to my, my court date, my last court date before my trial, uh, my lawyer comes in and was like, hey, man, they don't got shit on you, bro. I'm like, yeah. She's like, yeah, we're going to be out of here soon. I'm like, all right, cool. So then I go into court and she said, we're ready for trial. And then the next week they gave me a motion to dismiss in the mail. Nice. Why would you have taken the 10 years? Because I didn't want to get to 30. <laughs> That's like, it's I imagine having the rest of your life. Just like, yeah, dude, I freak out when I'm for like waiting for a too. blood test result to come back. So I'm saying, imagine yeah. like you just yeah, waiting man. on this decision. Yeah. So yeah, it, it's either if, if they would have came at me with that 10 at that time, I was, I was going to take it. Cause I was afraid to get that 30. I would have did 27 and a half years, man. If I would have took the 10, I would at least did eight and a half. Yeah. You know? That's, so the world would have been a different place when you came out. That's insane. Yeah, it's, it already is. Even after this couple times, coming yeah, a couple years, you feel that? Yeah, everyone's just. But it's crazy because this little ass town I went to, everybody's still doing the same stuff, man. Nobody changes out here. No. Do you uh, do you ever want to leave the town that you're from? Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely trying to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think that there's like more risk of you? doing something you shouldn't do if you're still there no but just because i got my head on straight this time you know i know i'm not gonna fuck with none of my old friends i was messing with and i'm just gonna just work stack my money up and then once i save enough money i'm out of here once i get off parole when's that um i got a year of parole i talked to my parole officer he said if everything goes good i'm working and staying clean then he'll get me off in august so how does that work with parole like you just got to check up with him every so often like how often I got to check. I got to call. They got. They give you a 1-800 number to call, and um, you got to just check in every week. And if I check in every week, and then he'll he'll end up probably calling me maybe once or twice a month or maybe once once every other month or something just to 
meet with me face to face. Is it like drug tests and all that too? Yeah, I got drug tested my first day out, but that's yeah. it. I've, like I said, I've only been out a week, so I've, I got drug tested once already. He told me I need two clean drops, two more clean drops to get off parole. Really. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, wow, I still, I'm, I still can't believe like you just got out like a week ago, and we're talking <laughs> to you. That's what is that like? Like your last day? Like what time do you get out? Is like you got to spend the whole day, or like. I also just I would be it's so like the on last edge. day of school before yeah, summer I'll, vacation. Well, yeah, I would kind of yeah. be like nervous. I'd be like, oh, some people know it's my last day, so like maybe this would be the day that they try to fuck with me or something. No, I mean even if they did, you just fucking fight them and go to SAG, and then you're still leaving. Your people can pick you up at eight in the morning. So. Oh wow. Yeah, I was out of there. My my sister came pick me up. I was out of there by eight thirty. Nice. But I had high anxiety waiting, you know. I didn't. It didn't. It didn't even really set in until the day before I left. And then she was like, "Man, are you excited?" I'm excited for what? She's like, "Hey, you come home in like 12 hours." Yeah. I'm like, "Oh shit, yeah, I guess." And then I started kind of freaking out, like, "What am I gonna do?" You know. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's probably not real until it's like real, like until you actually step back outside. Yeah. You walk out them doors and you don't see the fence behind you no more. <sighs> Must be a crazy feeling. Yeah, it is. It's just like leaving a different world behind yeah just different rules everything how hard is it to get things into into prison like i assume like i mean just from what i've like seen like you you can have some people like bring it in when you do uh when you uh like you have visitors or whatever or like how do they get things into the prison um well officers if you get cool with them they can they can bring your stuff in they can um uh yeah uh visit the people like if you were, if you're in a like a maximum or a medium max security prison, they got like a they got like a minimum security side that they go outside and they work and do all that shit. So if those people on the minimum security side have their people drop it off in a ditch on the side of the road somewhere and then they're working, they can grab it and bring it in. Mm. You know, shit like that. So would you say it's pretty easy to get most things that you want in prison? Yeah, yeah, hell yeah. So like drugs, all that. Drugs, cell phones. Mm. Yeah, you can get that shit. I was going to say that because I, I always see, randomly will see pictures like on Instagram of like a guy with like an iPhone in jail. I'm like, how the fuck did he get this? Like, Yeah, but if you get caught with that, they're going to take a whole year from you. Oh, like you would get another year added on basically? Yeah. Onto the sentence? Yeah. Wow. Oh, okay. So they're not fucking around. <laughs> Hold no, off on no. the phone, I guess. That's... So if you get if you get caught with something like that, you'll get some extra time. If you get a dirty drop, you're getting some extra time, and your people are not going to be able to come visit you for six months up to a year. Um, and yeah. I wanted to ask you, just back to like you were talking about cellmates and all that. If it's someone, like you said, in the position you're in, you're with a black guy, typically you guys aren't mixing much in prison. How do you share such a such a small space with someone? Uh, well, usually I, I've been blessed to have all super cool cellies, man. You know, and 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 just kind of like a respect issue. You know, if they're if they respect you, you're gonna respect them, and and then if they don't, then then yeah, yeah. But yeah. I guess everyone just you know in such a small space, you just want it like to be have, chill and peaceful. Yeah, that's somebody you got to live with, maybe for potentially some years. You know. Yeah. That's another hard thing too is like like you're with these people for years and years and years and then you just leave one day and then yeah, you know, those are your, those are your friends. Say, you know? Yeah. Do you keep in touch? Are there friends yeah. that you've made for life? 
yeah, I've had a few friends since I've been home even call me already. So yeah, I imagine that bond. So mm-hmm. yeah, we became real good friends. They're there for you, and you know nobody else is because you don't have nobody else at the time. So your your cellmate doesn't change at all unless there's like a big problem. Yeah. Or if they get out or something. Well, yeah, obviously. Yeah, if you go home or there's a problem, then that's it. So you're stuck with them. I never really even thought of that, to be honest with you. Like of of how like if you if you are in prison for eight years, like you could have the same cellmate for eight years. Yeah. If they're doing about a bond. As long as both you guys got the same amount of time, but like, but some people I've seen them go through like ten different cellies just because nobody gets along with that one person, and mm. you know. I want to go through some um, prison stereotypes. Okay. okay. What? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Is everyone just working out all the time whenever they get a chance to? Um, majority of the people. That's what. That's what I did. I worked out and played played some sports. Basketball. I played soccer. Oh, nice. Yeah, I played soccer. I was uh pretty actually getting pretty good at it before I left hanging out with all the Mexicans. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, that would be talk about watching like competitive games. Yeah. If you were able to like live stream basketball games in <laughs> prison, prison or soccer games, yeah. they're probably yeah, super intense. It gets really intense. You'll see some fights out there too, but like on a soccer field, it's cool because it's kind of like a I mean not really contact, but you're running and you're bumping into people yeah. and. No shit like that. So that's like kind of another way to get your aggression out a little bit. Yeah. So you get that release, you know, in certain ways. Yeah. But uh, yeah, working out was a big part of my big part of me in there. That's why I did a lot. Keep me from going insane. Yeah. No, I would I would imagine it's kind of the an easy outlet. Uh, in the cell, is it true that the toilet's just like right there? Like, do you have no yeah. privacy? Yeah, what what you do is you take like your sheet or something and you'd hang it up and that's all you can do, man. Damn. So and then like if you go out to the yard and then you don't get to come back and take a shower, so you're gonna have to wash your wash up in the sink. So you're gonna have to hang the curtain up, get naked, fucking wash up, take a little bath in the sink, you know? That's wow. Yeah, huh? I mean there's no other choice. Why wouldn't you you be able to shower? It's like if you only have one time a, d- a day that you could do that? Well, it like so. Sometimes you can either go to yard or come out into the day room, and the day room is where you can come out and use the phones and take a shower and shit. But if you choose to go out, go outside for the to the yard, then you're out. You don't get the shower. You don't get to come back and enjoy the day room. You don't get to go back and use the phone or jump in the shower or play spades or whatever the fuck you do. You know, yeah. you got to choose one. Huh. So, how often do you choose in the yard? <laughs> I chose the yard a lot, man, just because I like to go outside and I like to get the fresh air. It's the only fresh air you get. You're locked in, locked away. So I like to get in the fresh air and just seeing cars go by and, you know, shit like that. Shit that you never would have thought you'd miss, you miss it, man. Yeah. Yeah. What are some of the other things that you do to, like, stay connected with the world outside? I mean, I, I guess phone calls and, and visits. Do you, you get, like, family visits? How often does that happen? You can get you can get uh, seven visits a month. Okay. And then phone calls and letters, and and the prison I was just in right now, they just they just got these uh, emails, so you can start emailing people. Oh, that's big. Oh wow. It wasn't there. I guess they just now started right right when I left. So. Got it. But is there TV too? Yeah. Yep. And where I was at, you can buy your own TV. So you can have like if you're in a cell, you can have your own TV. Your cellie can have your own TV. Wow. And you guys just kick back, you know. Okay. What do you mean you could buy it? Like, how much was it? 
uh, it was a fucking 15 inch or some people had 15 inches. Some people had 13 inches with like $212 for a 15 inch. Yeah. They're fucking taxing, bro. Yeah. They're That's making crazy. a killing. Who runs that yeah. business? Who runs a tiny <laughs> TV business? Cause yeah. they're cleaning up. Yeah. That's crazy. Um, and it's some like it's some off-brand TV too, some clear teams <laughs> or whatever the fuck. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but do you feel like, for the most part, you like are you keeping up with news? Like, do you at least do you know what's going on? Like, I guess through TV, through reading, and things like that. Yeah, yeah. You go. You can watch the TV, but I stay connected through the phone. I, I got I got on the phone multiple times a day to just keep in contact with my people out there. Nice. So anything that went on, I'd, I'd know about it. Okay. So now I'm going to ask a question. I'm bu- I built up a lot of courage to ask this question this whole Good. time. All right. And you guys got to give me some credit for this. I don't know. You haven't asked it yet. <laughs> you're in a small cell. You're alone. Like, I'm assuming these dudes, like, if you need a release, if you know what I'm saying. Do you, like, yeah. coordinate that with your cellie? Do you? Or, I mean, you just wait, wait till he goes to chow hall and you just stay back or, you know, yeah, you yeah. just, that's it. Or he's going out to the yard or the day room. You just stay back in your cell or just tell him, Hey bro, you got to get out of the cell for a little bit. Man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then I'm sure people just respect it and yeah, gotta do what you gotta do. Okay. Yeah. I love how you're super curious about what jerking off in jail. I mean, that's one of his main concerns. He's like, yo, listen, I got to jerk off though. <laughs> <laughs> I'm asking for a friend, but no. no, I just, I, I like the small details. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's not a bad question. It's, it's, <laughs> um, but I did want that to kind of also lead into just because I, just, I feel like we have to talk about it. And you kind of mentioned it before when you think about stereotypes of prison, everyone's thinking about, Okay, everyone's having gay sex or, yeah, you're going to get raped or, like, like you can't control it. It's going to happen to you. I mean, how, like, what what is really going on with sex in prison? No, that shit, that shit does happen, man. Yeah? Yeah, that shit happens. I mean, not to everybody, but, like, say, say you're... You got a fucking you got you're you're in a prison cell and you you got two years left and your celly's got thirty years left and he's a fucking big black dude and you're a little white dude. Well, guess what? To happens to a little white guy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Until unless that little white guy is connected and then. Right. I was gonna say, how do you even avoid that? Or how do you try to avoid it? That's the only way, unless you're gonna tell on him. But I mean that, or just kill his ass. One of the two. Yeah, that's. It's crazy that, that options my, to have on your plate. That was, that was my first question. When I walked into that prison, I'm in the nurse's station. And uh, I, I asked her that, like, hey, if one of these fucking dudes tried to rape me in here and I stabbed one of these motherfuckers, how much trouble am I going to get? And she's like, well, if you can prove that he tried to rape you, you might not get in too much trouble at all. Really? So. Yeah, I mean, there has to be some sort of, like, self-defense. Like, yeah. How do you prove that? I don't know. Yeah. It's fucking, I don't know. That's true <laughs> when you kill someone, but. Yeah. Yo, I'm never joking about being in prison again. Why would you yeah. joke about like, This is why when you brought that up before, I was like, bro, you're crazy. What? Well, yeah. you remember you were like, yo, if prison had like an Airbnb, I'd be like, yo, you're bugging. Yeah, I'm an idiot. Yeah, you are. I take all of that back. <laughs> yeah, it's not a good experience, man. I mean, you can learn from it if you want to. If you, if you uh, don't want your life in and out of jail and you just want to be able to have a family and shit like that, then you should be straight. But if you don't care about doing nothing but hanging out with your guys and selling drugs like all those guys do, then then you're going to be in and out of jail your whole life. Man. Yeah. What, what would you say is the biggest lesson that you took away from it? 
Yeah, that and you can never get that time back, man. Mm-hmm. I lost out on so much stuff, man. Yeah, that's true. So much. That was I, I was in there. I told you, my grandma pretty much raised me. I was locked up when she died. This just happened uh, November 9th. Oh man, sorry to hear. Yeah, so I mean that that kind of affected me, but. You know, you're missing out on people's lives. My little niece and nephews were born. I didn't get to meet them. You know, it's just shit like that. Yeah. Yeah, like life life milestones that you're not yeah. there. And then I'm sure, like, there's questions around it, too. Like, yeah, you know, where then, was then, uncle, you know? Yeah, yeah. And then you come out, and then people know you. Because, like, I'm, I'm in such a fucking small town. It's like 30,000 people or some shit. Everybody knows who you are. And then they look at you crazy because you just came home from prison. You got fucking tattoos on your face. You just look crazy, you know? Oh, you yeah. have face tattoos? Yeah, I'm about to... I'm getting them... I got an appointment to get them taken off on Wednesday, though. Oh, really? Yeah. Did you get any tattoos in prison? No. No. Nah. Oh, hell no. There's people that do that, though, man. People yeah, get yeah. all tattooed up in jail. Yeah. No, nah, nah, I've seen that, too. Just like a makeshift machine and... Yeah, that's yeah. crazy. Use it from, like, a, a, a beard trimmers or something. You use that, and then you take, like, a piece of a cable cord out of the cable that you got and then you make the you make the needle you sharpen it down make a needle and then you make the ink out of some people burn like chest pieces or burn some vaseline and then they get all the soot and then they mix it with like toothpaste or whatever the fuck they mix it with Ooh. and then they make that too ink yeah that shit doesn't sound too <laughs> that is great how do you figure that out? i know how do you who figures that out and then know. it just like passes down the line that's wow are there um yeah any stories or anything anything that we didn't cover that you wanted to share I mean, I just not really, man. I was in there. Oh, Orange Crush. Did you talk about that? You know what Orange Crush is? Orange Crush. Yeah, it's uh like I don't know. That officer said, you know, when they come, say they're gonna shake down the whole prison at one time. Orange oh, Crush yeah. would come. They'd be like five hundred officers swole from all the different prisons, and they'd all be wearing orange, and they'd all be marching mm-hmm. through. And you could hear them. You can hear them marching down the down the walk, and then. You know what time it is, man. Everybody's going to start flushing their knives and flushing everything. And then you wake up one morning and then the water's off. So you can't flush shit, you know? Oh. So then wow. you're fucking, you just, you look on the day room and you'll see like 70 knives just laying on the floor. Everyone out just throws them outside. Yeah, because you can't prove where they're at if they're right, not in right. your cell. Yeah, that's nuts. Wow. Wow. Did you ever get caught with anything? No, I never, fortunately, yeah, I never got caught with anything. Yeah. It's just, it's crazy, like, just the dynamic of you feel like you need these things on you because you're in survival mode, but yeah, then these things is. are illegal, and you're just going to get in more trouble if you have them. Yeah, yeah you, catch a whole, you catch a whole new charge. You'll probably get three or four years if you get caught in my Wow. Damn. Oh, all right, man. Well, I got I to gotta say, it, it does sound like you're, you know, you're, like you said, I mean, you've only been out for, like, a week or so, and you said you're already, you know, you got a new job. And uh, you're, you know, getting your your face tattoos removed and whatnot. I mean, just sounds like you're on the right path. Yeah, I'm trying this time, man. I got to this time. Yeah, well, we appreciate you taking the time and talking to us, man. It was really like insightful, definitely. And you swayed Greg, his stupid opinion. <laughs> yeah, he definitely swayed me. So one right, more cool. thing, I won't joke about anymore. But <laughs> yeah, no, like Joe said, man, we appreciate it. And uh, just the pure honesty is, you know, it's it's awesome. That that's what makes us that that's what allows us to have a show like this is you know people like you just kind of willing to tell it all all right cool man i appreciate you guys getting me on here man absolutely man man. good luck with everything all right thank you
We talk about sex a lot on this show. Mm-hmm. So this next sponsor makes a lot of sense. It is Blue Chew. Mm, what's that? Blue Chew is the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis. You know what that is, right? Yeah, that makes you a dick hard, baby. That's when you need a little... Uh, so wait, this is a chewable that you can... Like a, a chewable... It's... Like, yes. You you chew them. You can take them anytime, day or night. Full stomach. Doesn't matter. They work twice as fast as a pill. Whoa. And it gets you ready when the opportunity arises. So... Damn, super boner. Your eyes lit up. But, I, I mean, yo, relax. <laughs> No, no, but you know, it's going to give you, it's going to increase that performance a little bit. Also, I see here, this isn't just for guys who can't perform. It's for anyone that wants extra function. Yeah. To enhance. You know what I mean? Going out for a night, pop a chew. Pop a chew. And uh, yeah, it's it's going to give you that little boost. And that is. I like this. You know why? Because I don't really fuck with pills. I'm not good at swallowing them. I can't even swallow an Advil. Like yeah. the tiniest it's, Advil. It's very hard I have to, to let it dissolve in water. That's how pathetic I Wait, are you serious? I, I swear. To this day? Pretty You're much. You're a grown adult. Yeah, I know. So for me, I have to put it in my mouth and like it has to stay there for a second. I have to psych myself up and then I have to do it. Pills are hard is the point. Yeah, but chewables. Chewing is easy. I chew something every day. When it's true. I, when you think about it. And uh, it is bluechew.com. Yes, that's blue, just like the color blue. And uh, it's prescribed online. Guys, you order this, it gets sh- shipped straight to your door. Discreet package. No in-person doctor visit. You're not waiting in a pharmacy. Like, th- there's nothing awkward about this. Right. You go to the site, you order this. These chewables are showing up at your door. No one knows what they are. You pop those. You have a good time. They're made in the U.S. of A. Awesome. They are cheaper than anything you can get in a pharmacy even because better. it ships directly. Mm. And right now, we've got a special deal. If you visit bluechew.com, you get your first shipment completely free if you use the promo code OPL. So all you're doing is just paying $5 shipping. Yeah, but That's the actual it. product is the free. The product is free, five bucks. Promo code OPL. You guys don't have five bucks lying around to... Uh, I can find five dollars on my couch time. right now. Blue Chew spelled B L U E C H E W dot com, and the promo code is OPL to try it free. Just pay for shipping. That was I'm a cool a, episode. I'm a changed man. You're a changed man. That was such a stupid opinion from the beginning. <laughs> Yo, <laughs> if, if person had an Airbnb, I'd think about it. I'm like, Greg, what is wrong with you? No, I wouldn't. But if prison had a uh, tattoo parlor. For sure, no, uh, no, no, no more prison, no more prison. I don't yeah. even want to watch it for entertainment anymore. Yeah, because I'm just done. Well, you know what it is. It's like I don't think people, I don't think people watch it for entertainment more than they watch it for like curiosity. Because it's like something so negative, and you hear about it being so negative, so you're like, I want to see just how negative it is, you know. And um, I think this episode was, dude, he was great. By the way, like this guy was just. Didn't bat an eye. Was open about everything. Like he was. He was a really good interview. I know, Matt. I was nervous for my questions. I should have just. Uh, yeah. No. Just went he, right he, for it. He crushed that man. He was really good. Um, and I, I found it to be very like insightful, and he did a good job of like kind of depicting of like I felt like I was there. I feel like I just left a movie theater. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> like he was really good. You know. Yeah. It sounded like Post Malone too. Did you? Hear he that? did. 
<laughs> Didn't you sound like Post Malone? <laughs> I thought that in the beginning. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I wanted to tell him that, but I totally forgot till right now. <laughs> Don't lie. You were scared. Why? Why? You sound like Post Malone. Why is that like bad? <laughs> no, he was, uh, yeah, super cool. It, it's just, it's so crazy that it's, like, like you said, it's a curiosity because of how like negative the experience is and how bad it is. But like, it's true. Like, I mean, granted, that was the first ex-prisoner I've spoken to, but it's crazy how so much of it really matches up to the information that, you know, we've been fed through different outlets, Uh, you know, where we can almost joke about, like, day one on prison, what would you do? Would you find the white guys, Joe? Like, it sounds like a joke, but it's, like, you would really have to make that choice. Right. And it is so, like, racially segregated you are just it's survival mode all the time yeah you're probably gonna have a weapon on you because when you rather have a weapon than not have a weapon yeah i can't imagine it's wild man also shout out to that guy first week out of prison yeah that is wild and that he's we caught on him. this show we caught him that quickly yeah that's wow. wild that was that info was fresh yeah <laughs> but no, I mean, I, I really hope, I really hope he kind of figures everything out, and um, you know, he just seems like a genuine, honest guy. Yeah, it, he does. it seems like seeing his actions and where he ended up, you know, hurt his family and the people he care about, cared about, you know, hopefully changed his outlook on things and you know how he's gonna act. I think, like he mentioned with the relationship too, knowing, you mm-hmm. know, if he goes again this girl he likes isn't going to stick around you know hopefully that's that's the right type of motivation and yeah. he's he's so young that's the thing yeah you know, for that to all start so early in your life you know he's got he's got a lot of life ahead of him yeah to to change everything yeah and i feel like this is gonna be one of those episodes where we could do like a follow-up call in like six oh, months a million percent yeah throw that up on the patreon and yeah. uh get like an exclusive like you know, a follow up like, hey 100%. man, how's it going? Like, you know, you staying out of trouble, you you know, how's the job and everything, you know? That'd be cool. Yeah, like we ha- like we have we have a wide network of friends now. <laughs> yeah, we do we do. Like if we ever needed to tap in to, to our network, like, <laughs> yeah, oh I have a question about this, oh I wanna know this. Yeah. Like we got a wide range of uh, of topics to discuss. But yeah, no, I, I like the idea. Let's definitely do a follow up with them at some point. Mm-hmm. Um and that was cool. That that humbled me. I'll what say does that. that. Mean? It, just like what we were saying, like I was so quick to just joke about prison and like, oh my god, I have so many questions. I have so many questions. I'm so excited to now. I just r- really see the picture of okay, this guy had you know six years of his life doing that. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. It just. I'm just humbled. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Maybe that's a I weird word. So. To yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, uh, maybe we'll follow, we'll follow up with this guy in, in a couple months and we'll throw that up on the Patreon where there's some other follow-up stuff we've done and, uh, some Q and a stuff that me and Greg do some extra content. You can go check that out at patreon.com slash OPL show. Patreon spelled P A T R E O N.com slash OPL show. Yes. Also, if you feel like you have something that could fit for the show, uh, definitely reach out, send us an email, go to OPL show.com slash contact. And there's a form there. Fill it out. Send it to us. And uh, we'll hit you back. Yes. And uh, we also have an Instagram now. Mm -hmm. So if you have not checked that out, 
check it out at OPL podcast. Uh, we're doing a bunch of things. We're throwing up some audio clips, uh, some separate video clips where we kind of record ourselves after episodes, just kind of like giving a recap, um, saying certain things. That's where that ridiculous Airbnb, if prison had an Airbnb comment came from was uh, one of those videos, <laughs> which I now regret. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, check that out. Uh, also shoot us a DM as well. If you think you have a story, uh, we can chat there as well. So that's at OPL podcast and uh, leave a rating and a review on iTunes. Yep. And that is all. We'll see you guys next time. Mm-hmm.